With the Baker's Plus card, it's easy to get lower than low prices, which adds up to big savings for the win. You also earn fuel points on every purchase, which means you win big at the pump. The Baker's Plus card. All you do is win. Big, big savings. Sign up now at bakersplus.com and start saving. Baker's. Fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. You can save an extra $10 when you spend 40 or more on a great selection of participating items. Just look for the signs and save at Baker's. Hello, in this episode we celebrate 20 years to the day of a great album by talking to a musician and singer who actually, I think, might owe me money and I'll explain that later on. This podcast is a regular, that is an understatement so subscribe to make sure that you get notified about a new episode. Thanks for all the lovely reviews and ratings on iTunes Uh, that's really nice to read them. It really does help and if you enjoy it, please make sure that you leave one. Okay, here's the music. Hello, you are very welcome to another episode of Fascinated. I've only ever been a member of one fan club, and what a fan club it was. Zines, cassettes, posters, letters, cards and badges poured through my letterbox in the mid-90s. And I admit I've lost all but two things that they sent me. My Dangel pin, though, is in mint condition and is looking at me right now. My guest in this episode is singer, songwriter and musician Shelley Poole. Shelley, along with her sister Karen, was one half of the duo Alicia's Attic, who released their debut album Alicia Rules the World on the 11th of November 1996, which is 20 years ago to the day from the release of this episode. Now, I'd like to say that this was planned, but I actually interviewed Shelley about two months ago and I had planned for this episode to be out much earlier than this, but never mind all that, look what happened, a great coincidence. Karen and Shelley Poole grew up in Dagenham and are the daughters of Brian Poole from the Tremolos. They first had a crack at pop music as kids called Karen and Shell with a dodgy disco song called Sugar Daddy which was released in 1988. Karen and Shell were seldom spoken of and bear no resemblance to the dark synth pop Alicia's Attic. The band were named after Alicia who was Shelley's imaginary friend as a child and they recorded their music in a studio which was in one of their friends' attic. Their first single I Am I Feel caught the wave of post Alanis rage and was a big hit. I am, I feel like According to Polygram Ireland, at the time there was an initial problem of people asking for the new Alanis Morissette single, but Alicia's Attic made their mark very quickly, with the album going platinum. They began a string of hits from the first album, Alicia Rules the World, Indestructible and Air We Breathe. There were lots of nominations and awards and they ended up on the 1997 US Lilith Fair Tour. Following that, they went away and made a follow-up album called Illumina. They had more hits with Wish I Were You, Barbarella and another big hit, 
Amsterdam. This album was a more mature sounding Alicia, as musically Karen and Shelley were beginning to pull in different directions. Their third and final album was released in 2001. The girls flew to Mendocino, California to meet with producer Bill Bottrell, who was interested in producing a track for their third album after hearing a demo for the song Sex Is On Everyone's Tongue. Sex is on everyone's tongue Everybody wants to be tied up with some They ended up staying there and making their third album The House We Built. But I pretend to got my heart Their final album is some of their best work and was recorded live, right down to the wine glass percussion. After Alicia's Attic, Karen and Shelley began writing hits separately for other pop acts. Shelley continued performing and released a solo album, Hard Time for the Dreamer, and we will be talking about that. Karen has written for both Minogue's, Will Young, The Sugar Babes and Lily Allen, and Shelley has written for Janet Jackson, Massive Attack, Mark Ronson, Will Young, Sophie Ellis-Bexter and Westlife, and the list for both of them goes on and on and on. Karen has retired from performing, but Shelley is still very much on the dark side. She is married to Ali McEarlane from the band Texas, and they, along with Charity Hare from the Alice Band, have an Americana, country, folky band called Red Sky July, and they have three brilliant albums. The style of music is very different to Alicia's Attic, but if you miss their tight harmonies and deadpan lyrics, they are very much alive in Red Sky July. I met Shelley on a really warm day in London. God, this was ages ago. <laughs> And we talked for much longer than the half an hour that we were supposed to. In fact, I don't even think I did the interview. We just sat down, started talking, and luckily the mics were turned on, so I really had to chop this down. Whether you were an Alicia's Attic fan or not, I think you will instantly fall in love with Shelley. She is really cool and a very inspiring person. This is the fabulous Shelley Poole. I did. That's amazing. Going to your, the mean fiddler. Because you know those Dublin gigs were always our favourite because our record company over in Dublin were amazing. Oh really? They, yeah. So whenever we used to get off at Dublin, we knew we were going to have really good fun. Oh that wow! Was, I know. Oh, it was a great gig. Did um, they let you in though? They did let me in. Yeah, right. yeah. But I didn't have ID, right. and they they weren't going did you to just cry, and then yeah. they let you in. Yeah. And do you know actually? I think why they let me in because I had my CDs with me. Did I had a copy of I Am I oh. Feel. Yeah. Now, if that's not a passport in, what is? And they, uh, yeah, and they, they actually even brought it back to get it. Uh, oh, get it amazing. Yeah. There we go. Wow. 20, years, ago, 20 years. I don't like it. I just don't. I can't. I can't. 
I just can't. <laughs> yeah, you look the same. I do except, not. No, you absolutely do. Except for the the, um, the hair was very dynamic back in those this days. This was dynamic. That's a very good word. It was dynamic. I do have my friend that I was working with today. He's a boy. And he said to me that um, I always turn up to work in fancy dress. Still. Oh. He said that, you know, he goes, every day I come in and he goes, uh, oh, you're dressed as a clown today. Or you've come in your carnival gear. Oh, yeah. wow. I look quite normal today. Yeah, you look... Um, I do tend to do, you know, I still like the old... Uh, a bit of glamour. Totally. A bit of glamour when creating. Still creative. house in it. Too. Yes, exactly. Oh and we had the bindies out of the weekend. Oh. I know, I haven't done that for a while. Very nice. Yeah. And the, the big... Uh, the mm. big eyes and the bin. That's I yeah. remember you I remember you and Karen walking through. This is what they really look like with nothing on. <laughs> That's so weird, isn't it? Can you believe it's twenty years no. since the release of No, but then I can't believe I don't really think of time because when someone says, Oh, Princess Diana's been dead for however long, I go, No. She died about know, six years yeah. ago. No, she didn't. You know, I am not very good yeah. at time. Time rolls by very fast in my yeah. life. Yeah. And how did, how did it all start? Because I mean you're from Spectacular musical pedigree. Uh, I, I read this <laughs> spectacular. Uh, spectacular. Yeah. I read this amazing uh, line from from an interview, and it was that your dad, Brian Poole, oh, yep. from the Tremolos, yep. isn't it? Yeah. Uh, they were signed by Decca, the record label, on the day that Decca turned down the Beatles. Is that right? No, I think what happened. I think there's a weird story there, but it's not actually true because people always say that, but it's not true. They, um, Dad and did a showcase for them, for Decca. At the same time, they did a showcase for three other labels, and so did the Beatles. Okay. The Beatles got offered a deal with whoever they signed to, EMI, I think. And my okay. dad got offered a deal with Decca. And so there was no... I think there's... Someone always wrote that weird story, but it never really happened. It was oh, weird. right, okay, yeah. okay, it's yeah. It's a strange one. But then there's lots of tales, so we'll say it happened. Just yes. Big story. Great big story. Well, it would be hard to follow in... In the footsteps, if your if your if your dad is constantly go well, I, well, dad you know. was like he is a very very good singer, my dad. Yeah. But he never got into the other side of it. So, so you know, he never went into production. He never went into writing. But he always was a performer and a, and a front person and a singer. And he's always had a great voice. But Karen and I both now kind of stay. You know, well, we're in music, but in every other way now. Uh, apart from. Oh no, performing, I still perform. I'm in a band called Red Sky July. We're number three in the country charts at the moment and we are just about to release our third album. And that is a um, brilliant album. I, thank I've had a you. listen and there's a song on it that I've been singing all day. Uh, Sway. Dodge. Dodge! Oh, I love that song. Oh my god, it's That's brilliant. like, yeah, it's a good song. We, we enjoy it. Like, that's one of the things I really love doing now because the writing took over quite massively when Alicia's finished. Um, so, so from the writing you kind of sit back for a while and you think okay I can give my skills to someone else and then you realise actually you need to be doing that yourself otherwise you don't fulfil that little bird that wants to sing the little just that little piece yeah, inside yeah there's one little thing that you can't quite you know can't quite not do it you know and were you when you were a kid were you always writing songs and oh yes always and we I learnt guitar piano clarinet flute I can play a bit of everything, to be honest, but always in a slightly crap way. I just get by with instruments. I never really dedicated myself like I should have done, I suppose. And I remember, I remember when you were in Alicia's attic, there was always the recorder as yeah, well. Yeah, the recorder! That's the easy one! That's the easy one! Yeah, totally! <laughs> well, we, with Alicia's, we were like, what can we put, what, what, you know, what sound can we put on the record that's not been used? And I had a big tenor recorder and a little tiny piccolo one, and we were like, let's use that. <laughs> 
Because wow. you just, you know, why, why not? And how did it get started yourself and Karen? Like, Alicia's. You... Well, do you know, we were going for a long time before we got a record deal. We were going for eight years before we got a record deal. Oh, wow. So we were doing gig, pub gigs and, oh, so unglamorous. <laughs> Dressing up like flipping, you know, I don't know, being silly kids. Um, but writing songs and we had a studio in our attic and we had always um, played music and we'd always written music, so... It was kind of like we knew we were going to make an album. We'd sent off loads of tapes, tapes, cassette tapes. Oh my god! I know to um, record labels, but been turned down by all of them. And we used to watch Top of the Pops and go, "Oh, they're rubbish! Oh, they're terrible!" And just we just kept going. We persevered and eventually um, sent the right tape to the right person at the right time. Got a reply, and he was like, "Come in and see us." And from that point on, we had lots of offers. It was very odd. It's like a so you know. the, the the material for the first album was that knocking around for a while. It was well, actually, about four or five songs were yeah. Okay. Yeah, for for a good I don't know five or six years I guess, and then they all they all kind of eventually kind of smoothed out and we looked at them and changed some elements of them. But Alicia Rules the World had been around a long time. There was a song called Air We Breathe that had been around a long time. Yeah. Oh, that's a great that, song. That came in many different shapes and sizes before it was Air We Breathe. Really? Yeah, that had lots of different things. Because I remember when it was released, it was a, it was a different version to the album. Yes, it was. The album was, had this weird <laughs> thing in it, which we loved. But the single and it was guitar as well. Yes, Yeah, and right. then it was more... Uh, oh, gosh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And you were on top of an elephant? Were you on top of it? On top of an elephant. Was that a real elephant? Of course it was a real elephant! <laughs> yeah, I had... I've, I've got the picture of my phone somewhere. The elephant was so beautiful. It was amazing. Wow. But I got massive, because you're supposed, there was no saddle, and you're supposed to hang on with your knees around the poor guy's, you know, poor elephant's head. And so I had two massive bruises on my knees after that, because wow. I was hanging on for dear life. It was freaking scary. My God. But it was a huge elephant. Huge. Uh, it was just, uh, when I saw it in the video, I just thought, oh yeah, that's not a real elephant. No, oh, no, no. It was a real exactly. elephant. I'll on show you elephant. my pictures, yeah. And You've got a picture. I have somewhere. We were looking at these the other day. Hold on. I've got... They, um, but the guy who bought the elephant in to do the video shoot also had a big chimpanzee. No, hang on, what? He's an orangutan. So he looked at my hair because I was like, "Oh, can I hold him?" I love monkeys, and he was like, "He's quite friendly and can be quite aggressive." I was like, "I don't care, I don't care. Let me hold him." And I picked this monkey up, and he kind of went on my hip like a, like sorry, this orangutan up, and then just started to like pull at my hair because <laughs> it was bright red, and I think he thought I was one of his because I looked like an orangutan. But it was, no, that was an amazing video. But I want to show you this picture if I can find it. Oh my God, I've got so many pictures. God, I could, that's, how long ago was that? I don't know. That must be, because the, the album's 20 years old this year. So Alicia Rules the World is 20 years old. That, yeah, that's 20, I think it's 20 years old in November. That's right. So that it is, you're probably, right. You're it's right. probably 19 years old for that one, is it? 19 yeah. years ago. No, Every Breathe was on that album, wasn't it? I don't remember, was it? Oh, yeah. Was it? Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Well, it was because... Or was it? <laughs> Do you know, I think it was. Because I think there were five singles off that album, wasn't there? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's see if I can do this. Fan trivia. I am, I feel. Yeah. Alicia Rose, The World. Yeah, I remember that. Indestructible. Yeah. Air We Breathe. Yeah. Was there another one? Have I made that up? What would it have been if there was one? Oh, was it intense? Oh no, no we didn't release single. that. 
Oh my god. What was number five? My I may have made that up. Ah. Oh. Irresistible you are. Oh, you are. Like, that one? No. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. Oh my god, I can't even see. Oh, just the way you like it. Was that one? Mm. Oh, adore you. I loved that song. No, I think it was just four. Indestructible. Stone on my shoe. This was a good album. Come on. No, you're right. It's four. Oh, oh well, never mind. Oh, God. Yeah. And what do you like? When it all kicked off, uh, when it, all kicked it off. must have been so exciting. I feel like we'd been doing it so long before we even got a deal. The thing that I remember more than anything is working so hard, and people saying to us all the time, "It must have been brilliant fun doing that." And you go, "Well, no, we didn't see any of that. The record company partied. We had to go and do the other stuff. You know, we never. Yeah. We actually worked really hard, and because we were always." Like if, I remember coming back from the Brits or something like that and having to go straight to the studio and finish the B-sides for the next day or something. You know, it was never it was never an end to it because wow. there was always something. And because we didn't leave it up to producers or leave it up to other people, we were always having to, to work. I remember a lot of um, when you would send out, you know, mail-outs and stuff. You yeah. would get like a photocopy of... Girls schedule in Japan. Yeah, oh was, my. There were always things like eleven forty-three um, impromptu performance in restaurant for a record label. Always, or at you know sushi restaurant, jump up and sing three songs. You know, at eleven forty-three. <laughs> but you'd be down to like the minute, and you could schedule a pee stop at like twelve o'clock. Wow. I know it was full on, but Japan's a different different story because you go there, you kind of they're very nice to you, and you. You know, I remember saying to Karen, we used to have these lovely interpreters that we absolutely adored. And they'd say to you, again, for the one millionth time, how did you get the name Alicia's Attic? And I'd go to the woman, the interpreter, if you answer that, just pretend I've told you a big, long answer. And if you answer that now, I'll give you a million pounds. So that I don't have to do that again. It was really, really hardcore. But fun, you know. Did you have any expectation for it? Did you kind of go, oh, we definitely have a hit on our hands? Because I remember being interviewed about the, the <sighs> making of the album and it was such a The making nice of the album experience. was amazing. We did most of it before we got into to the Dave Stewart um, production. So most of our files, all of our production was used, but Dave came in and executive produced and that part was really good fun because Dave took us to the south of France. He built us a, like a studio in his within his studio that we could make the video and we could sleep in and it was really oh, good wow. fun I know it was like really so decadent of... and quite odd that time was amazing but that, that only lasted for about three months because we'd done all the work before we got into that camp so you recorded it in, in the attic yeah everything was done in the attic and then we took it into the studio for the last I think it was about a month or like two months or something where we just kind of did a bit of additional production. We did. We looked at the drums, we looked at all the drums actually. A guy called Andy Wright produced a lot of the drums. They were, yeah, because all of ours were all loops and we used to kind of make up loops with how we'd used our voices or clapping and stuff and so they weren't of the day, <laughs> shall we say. <laughs> so you need to go and get proper drums. So we needed, you know, we needed someone to help us on that. So that was released and then there was hit, 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 hit. Yeah, that seemed like that, didn't it? We had to delete I Am, I feel. Because they wanted to get the other single out, because the I think it was getting I can't remember what month it came out, but 
it just kept selling and kept staying at number 14 and we couldn't get rid of it. And they were kind of saying, we're going to delete it so that we can get the other one out because it just kept... That doesn't happen now, no. does it? Yeah, they deleted That's it. That's really strange. So people kept buying I Am I Feel. Yeah. So they like, we need to kill this so we can sell Yeah, because it went now. on for too long. And they really wanted to get the next single out so that we could put it to radio. Wow. I know, it's very that's odd, a completely, isn't it? That's completely alien. Yeah. To, to, it doesn't to, happen to, now, does no. it? No. Wow. Do you know what? That reminds me of a story that I heard that if a dessert... <laughs> well, I'm going to love this, this story. Link, I'm going to love it. If you, if in a restaurant, what does a dessert that no. is selling more than all the other desserts, they get rid of it. No. Yeah. Because apparently it's not good business. No. Because they, they're buying too much of one thing. No, and you yes. go back for that dessert. I That's know. terrible. And it's like when you find the one thing you like, like a lovely nail polish, and then they delete that oh. colour or... So they always so they do that. it. They yeah. did that with I Am I Feel, so, th- so the next one could go. Wow. So that we could release the next one. Because it was just hanging around. It was hanging around. But that song, that just was just a brilliant song. I loved that song. Yeah. Do you know, I think I just learned... It was so simple. It's like D, G, A, G, like that. And then I remember doing the Sit my heels together three times, pop another, and then doing the chorus in the same chords as the verse. And we were like, we can't do that. You're not allowed to use the same chords as the verse as the chorus. And we were like, yeah, we can. <laughs> and I remember I just learnt like a really rubbish. Um, kind of diminished chord and I tried to put it in everyone's like no keep it really simple <laughs> so it stayed like mad simple it's good though it was That's like you brilliant. know the simplicity of it I think is like it's little naive funny little time you know yeah it, oh it's a great it's a great time I love it and funny. when you so when the the big hit hap- the big hit album yeah. and all that and you got nominated for an Ivor Novello as well yeah did we for that song I think you did yes we did was it that one or was it the incidentals? No. Uh, well, I am I feel. No, I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, I think you're right. <laughs> You've no ego. <laughs> no, I think I. It may be. Yeah. But I do go every because we we've kind of you know we've written other songs since for other people. I couldn't remember the Alicia's one. Is it I am. I yeah, feel? It's a, yeah, yeah, it's I am I feel. Yeah, yeah. When you had to follow all of that, you know, and do the next one. Yeah. Um. What was that like? Because I love I I, lo- I love asking this question because. I know what it's like when you do a show, oh like as a comic, and you're like, yeah, it's working, and then you're like, dump it. Yeah. Because <laughs> in comedy, yeah. there is no such thing as a hit. It's like, no. people don't want to hear it again. It's dump so it true. Once it's done, it's done, yeah. isn't it? Um, so what was I it like? I suppose at least we can keep page? bringing our old friends out and keep doing them, you know. Um, when the album was done, you mean? Yeah, when what was it like when you knew, okay, we've got to get got back it. in and do another, another record? Oh my God, we'd already done, like, we were well excited because we you know this was our job we didn't muck about we weren't sort of put together and quick we need enough album we'd got we had like a hundred songs in a bag going we need a home so we just go and get you know the songs that we loved and we couldn't find a home for they didn't fit together and we'd we rework them and go oh that'll be good this will be a good you know so you were just writing the whole time oh the whole time yeah Wow. As we still do, we both we both have. I've got an arsenal of songs that I can pull out at any time, just in case you get into a situation where you're writing and someone and you you know hitting your head against a brick wall, then you just go. That little friend can pop out here, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, that wasn't a pressure. That was more like, a, oh, thank God, we get a home for some of these this work we've done. Yeah, the second album was good. I, I love the second album. I, I remember there was some of the songs, the ones that weren't released. Yeah, I think are some of my favourites. Like which, the, like. 
There was Dive In. I love that song. Oh, yeah. Where did we, did we not put that out? No, that one didn't go out. Dive yeah, in. the Incidentals is such a gorgeous song. Yeah, that was good. I liked that. And we did, we went over to America for that one because um, we wanted to work with Mark Platty, who um, had done the David Bowie Earthling album. Oh, wow. And our record company weren't too happy with that choice, but they... Um, they were actually very accommodating our label. I know a lot of people moaned about their labels at the time, but our label were really accommodating to us and really trustworthy, uh, you know, trusting, sorry. Yeah. So we had a really nice time, actually. And they sent us to America. We went to work with Mark. We wrote... We had it all before we went, apart from the incidentals. So we went to record the album without the incidentals, and then we sent that song back. Karen and I were in a hotel room with her boyfriend at the time, Jimmy Hogarth. We were sitting in the hotel room, wrote that song, and then sent it back to Howard Berman, our MD, and just said, actually, we really like this one. Do you mind if we stick this on? And we probably record this one as well. And he was like, that's it. I love it. That's the hit. Oh, wow. So that one was a kind of last minute dude. Yeah, like, I love it's that. So it's it, very simple again. It's one of those you hear Cordially, it just, it's not simple. But um, as soon as you hear it, you're, you just remember it. Yeah. It just burns in your brain. Like, it's, it's such oh, a great good. song. Thank you. Absolutely. It's a sweetie. Yeah. Then the third album. Third is, album, third album, Bill Betrayal. The, yeah. Uh, the, the, the House We Built. I love that album. So that's my favourite out of all of them. Oh, oh my God. Like, it, so tenfold. It's just, it's such a great album. I love it's that so, album. so, um... I, I was surprised. I thought this there, and then it was just no. Gone. That was that was like I think before that album, we'd probably come to the end of what we could do together, my sister and I. I think the second album was not difficult. Actually, it was quite difficult. I don't know, I'm fibbing. It was quite difficult. Um, we were both slightly separating in our musical directions by that point. Okay. And there was not friction with us as people, but friction in the writing process. And it was always supposed to be fun. And it's always supposed to be, I don't believe in the creative process. You're ever supposed to be really hurting or, you know, Ugh. it's not supposed to be like that. Yeah. I love a bit of frustration. And I love a bit of, you know, there's a think place you go to, but it should never be not fun. And there were kind of times when it wasn't fun. Okay. And so when the third album came about, we wanted to write in a different way. So we hired our friends. Um, it was John Entwistle, actually. Do you know John Entwistle from The Who? The bass player from The Who? Oh, yeah. We hired his mum's cottage, and we set up down his mum's cottage. We wanted it to be much more raw. We wanted all um, the instrumentation to be all live. So we set up in his mum's cottage, set a drum kit up under the stair in the hallway, you know, by the stairs. Um, and we wrote it at her house in the country. And I loved, loved doing that, but... I mean, we were just, you know, we wanted, we'd done so many live shows by then, we wanted it to be more live sounding. And I, you know, maybe that was too radical for people. Okay. And when you were saying that between yourself and Karen, yeah, uh, you were, that there was kind of this tension with, like, you both had to be happy with what. Oh my God, what yeah. Went, went yeah. Into the song. Did you, did it ever, did you ever think of divvying up the album, going, okay, you write six songs, you write six songs? We always did that with the B sides. Oh, totally okay. divvied up the B-sides but never with the album oh right okay with the B-sides we used to go right we need four B-sides so Kaz used to go off and write two and I used to go off and write two and okay two. and you can probably hear which ones are which 
But we'd come together and go, okay, this is what we're going to do, and then someone would put their penneth in, and you know, we'd change bits. But but we would divvy up the B sides for sure, yeah, because there just wasn't enough time. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. God, you were hard working. Yeah, yeah, totally. Because because there's always an extra track as well, and if you do well in Japan, they want a song for Japan. They want a song specially for Japan. They want four B sides for that song, and then four B sides for the next single. You know, there's a, people did B sides then. Yeah, and a lot it's of people. Bad now. But a lot of people would have. Gone, I just remixed it four times. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Whereas no. that's the good thing about your singer, there were always. Yeah, we get new songs, songs, right? That's what we do now with Red Sky. We we give, like, we've just put this album out and we've just put in a, um, an EP out of seven little songs that are really odd. Like, they're really strange alternative Americana. Just because I felt like that album needed a brother. Like, oh, it's wow. gone out in the world and it's gone like, hey, check me out, I'm quite big, oof. And then it's got this tiny little brother that's like, I'm really weird, have a listen to me, you know, so. That's cool. Yeah, I like it. I, and then all of the artwork, like, we've just put the artwork together today. So so that album, the big album, has got a picture of all of our faces on it, a big shiny picture, which I'm not really into. And then the little album that's coming out next to it has got all this really strange artwork and, like, you know, a lonesome tree and... Oh, I wow. know, so you can do, I, that's what I love about the, you know, I like the more creative side. The big stuff's all fine and good, but I love the idea of the B-sides were always our favourites. Really? Yeah, it was such fun. Because you had no constraints, no one cared what you did, there yeah, was no record was company extra. going, you know, we kind of would like that to be bigger, and you're going, well, it doesn't want to be bigger, it's a tiny little song, no, you'll kill it, you know. And the production has to be bigger, no, no, it doesn't, let's get a remix, a dance remix, no, you know. So B-sides, you don't need to care. You just get oh, wow. have a little stomp in foot and sing your little song. It's great, <laughs> you know. That's what I love about, you know, about music, really. You can do what you like now. Yeah, and it must be the fact that everything's changed so much and that you can do stuff mm. yourself on your laptop. And I know. That must be... That must be amazing for someone like you that's so... I've got a fantastic studio, though. We have had for many years. We've always had good studios. So my, my studio is like... Um, it's my safe place really got lots of things hanging in it got lots of like it's very warm it's really cozy and it's where I go at night for my glass of wine it's you know it's oh, wow. like it's my little home yeah and um, when Alicia's ended how, uh, you did your solo record yes quite a while after though I yeah think. it was it was a good while and uh, I left quite a bit of time I have to say I love that album thank that you that was my uh, that That's was my a... breakup album Oh my god, I I'm broke. so sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I, Did you? I, I Did, was it about split? I, <laughs> oh god, yeah, it was first love. Oh, oh Shelly, oh, no, first I'm love. So sorry. And it was just, you know, the. Did you cry your eyes out? Oh, stared at a window listening to Hard Time for a Oh my dreamer. god. <laughs> oh my god, I can totally see it. I was so intense. Oh my god, it was, I can totally see it. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, I remember that album. I remember every note of that song. <laughs> oh god, that is a sad album, actually. It's a great album. Is there any jolly ones on that? No. No, it's not. It's no, like, no, it's it's quite. It's, lose it's yourself. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Sorry. jolly. I think I, I think I used to skip that one. I was surprised. <laughs> like, like, no, that's no, too jolly. Not today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. But uh, so when 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 it all when Alicia's all wrapped up and mm-hmm. you, you both went your separate ways, yeah. Um, how? How difficult was it for you? Like, because you're, you're still and Karen are sisters. It's not we like are. you can can't run away from that. Yeah, can't break up from that. Well, the Nolans we did a good didn't. job. <laughs> I know, I know. I love those girls. Love the Nolans. So do I. I. We were like with all my I heart. I met the Nolans. So do I. <laughs> I met one of them. Did, which one, Maureen? Uh, no, I met two of them. I Linda. Met, uh, I met Linda. Yeah. I interviewed Linda. Yeah. Uh, 
Anne, Anne Maureen, no. Bernie. 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 Yeah. Bernie's got an amazing voice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know. I know. We know Anne and Maureen. Oh, right. Because okay. my dad, they do backing vocals. Maureen, and now her daughter as well, do backing vocals for my dad when he goes on tour with the solid 60s thingy. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're the backing vocalists. Yeah. The Bloomin' Nolans, the for God's sake. You yeah. laughed when I, and you laughed when I said musical pedigree and the Nolans are your dad's backup singers. Do you know what I mean? For crying out loud. Oh, I know. <laughs> But when we were little, like well, when I met Maureen, Maureen was like, you know, really lovely. It's so good to meet you. And I was like, it's so good to meet you. <laughs> we dressed up like you when we were kids, you know. She was like, oh my God, it's so embarrassing. For yeah, no, well, clearly. I know. It is, they were amazing. I love those girls. <sighs> So brilliant. We, that was good times. Wasn't it was it? great, and you know, um, we there was I think there was two albums that was rare on, and one was um, Nolan Sisters, that one yeah. where they're all eating ice cream on the front. Yes. And the other one was Super Trooper by Abbott. Super Papa, Trooper Papa, it's amazing. <laughs> and it was every single song we were like we knew. Abba is a different. I mean, they're on another whole plane. I've tried to play those songs and break those songs down, and they are bloody hard. Yeah. The like chord the, the, structures on those songs are freaking ridiculous. And when you listen to the, uh, the, they released a live album. Did they? Um, I think it was from their Wembley okay. gig. And if you listen to that, it, firstly, it sounds exactly like the recorded version. Amazing. Because they were just those so girls talented. are so good. I and know. You, you think that the whole thing was overproduced, or not overproduced? No, but well, well produced. produced. Yeah. But it's just you know. No. That's what they them. do. They, every one of them are awesome. They're Such great writers. It's yeah. like classical music, but in this fantastic pop, right in your face. Yeah. So good. But the chord changes are really complex and very odd. Yeah, yeah, they, they seem really different. Like, if yeah, you try are. and sing along, it's like, to dance and queen, all If you try to play it on your guitar, when you do your, get your guitar out and try and play some of those songs, it's freaking ridiculous. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. <laughs> no, I'll be honest with you, I still wouldn't be able to play <laughs> So what, like when, when you finished, what was it like where, I mean, it's Sunday I'm trying lunch, to think of the finish. I'm trying to think of the actual finish. I think it was a very, um, we'd done four albums. So we did the three and then the Japanese album came at the end as well. So we'd done the Japanese album. And by the time that had come out, they said, um, we, our contract was going to finish in the June. And Karen said, in June, do you want to, should we do another album should we write another album or should we just call it a day and we were like let's call it a day we've done enough okay. we've done so it was and it was painful I think and do you know what I don't know if it was I think we were both done like if I'm very honest about it I think we were done with that side of me, you know, with that part of me. So um, because I'd already, Karen had already had some ideas that she, you know, she was writing for other people at the time as well, even when this last Japanese album was coming out. I'd been writing for other people too. I'd been writing a solo thing that I wanted to do as well. I'd been writing with lots of other people. So had Karen and we were like, you know, maybe this has done, maybe it's done. And it was, you know, we'd done all yeah. we wanted to do with that particular thing. And it was fun and it was brilliant. and. You know, we could harmonise together so brilliantly and it's just so nice to have your sister with you. But there is a time when you go, in this musical, guys, we've fulfilled our criteria. Oh, wow. Yeah. and that, It's I, nice to be able to say that as well. I think, yeah, I think, I think had we have done another album, I don't believe we would have done. And I don't believe we would have ever bought another album out, even if we'd have really wanted to. Because I think musically, we wouldn't have known where to go with it from then on, you know? We'd done the really, you know, big sort of 
odd that odd you know Alicia Rosewood is such an odd album we did everything we wanted to do on that and then the second album was us growing up a little and the songs were more mature and again musically instrumentation wise much more mature third album was totally live which is exactly what we wanted to do Japanese album was back to like doing strange little b-sides so we did another whole lot of that and then what else are you going to do you know okay you know we've done four, four albums so it's like it's a lot of work and when you, you when it's done and you're sitting at home and all the schedule's gone and all of the uh, what happens then? Like, do you? Oh, find it hadn't gone then because we were still signed to our publishing deal, so we were just writing. I mean, okay. see, see if I think if we'd have gone into not having anything to do, I think I'd have been very blue. But yeah. we went from that straight into the writing. So it's like after that, you collaborated with Janet Jackson. Didn't yeah, you? with everybody. I mean, Karen was straight out of Alicia's into Will Young before you know, and then no, no, into Danny Minogue. She did that. Put the needle, you know. Literally, while this was all coming to a close, we were getting more, earning more money as writers. So it's kind of it. We'd done now, thing, you know. Okay. As that. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. It's, you know, it's fine. But, I mean, to move on to something like Janet Jackson, uh, yeah. tracks and... Well, things like that, come, that's kind of... I don't know why I don't, I'm not impressed by that. Because it's the part of the everyday job. The writing side is like a job. That's not a job. Alicia's is not a job. That's, that's just that a, was, a No, it's like your... No, it's passion. your love. It's your absolute love. Whereas writing songs is a day job. We need to write hits. We need to give the person that's coming in hits it's a really you know it's a you know exactly what you have to achieve out of the day whereas doing this kind of music is really creative and doing Red Sky July my band is really creative writing songs is obviously a creative process but it's we go in with a definite job to do so it's a different thing and how how do you separate that from Red Sky July because I mean mean, that's tough you know I'm finding it really difficult because I love Red Sky July so bad this is that's my like total this is me now doing my b-sides like doing red sky july is like me being able to write anything i want to write no one's gonna tell me i can't because my label loves what we do and they don't say we're gonna have a massive hit with this they go okay great we'll put it out you know we we stand by it and because it's an odd little thing we do we just have such a you know that's really good i love it absolutely love it but i can't separate the writing from that because so remember I was telling you today when I first came in so my writing today was quite a chore <laughs> it's quite, quite a chore whereas Red Sky July I feel like I would do that till three in the morning and not feel like I was doing a chore I feel like I would feel okay. like I'm gonna I'm gonna sit with it even if I'm racking my brains I feel like I, I want to do that whereas this I want to leave by 6 13 okay. going out for my dinner <laughs> do you know what I mean <laughs> like, I want to do my day job I want to go and have my dinner. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I totally know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did that. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean, though? And that's not to say that this isn't brilliant. The, the writing oh, no, no, isn't no, brilliant. No, no, It's a whole other thing, but it's a job. Um, Red Sky July is not a job. That's my whole love. It's my passion. It's wow. my absolute passion. So I can't call that a job. And husband's in it as well. My husband's in yes. the bloody band. Because your husband so. is Ali from Texas. Yes. And we met. In with Alicia, so I met Ali when our record label lady, Sean Thomas, said, um, "Gosh, what was it? In fact, it was Father Ted, right?" So we were sitting at Father Ted and Father Dougal's table, and at the Irish 
it was the Dublin, it was the Irish Musical Awards. Do you know what? Oh, what? Uh, yes, and the very first time we actually had not a date, but a sit together was at the Irish Music Awards with um, Father on Father Ted and Father Dougal's table. And Ali sat next to me and she'd kind of put us together, the record company lady, because she said, you two are going to absolutely love each other. Wow. And we did. <laughs> <laughs> and still do. And still do. Well, <laughs> well, yeah, well you know, after marriage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it, yeah, yeah exactly. the way it goes. <laughs> yeah, oh, that wow, that's great. Right. Yeah, I know. Oh, that's so lovely. It was so funny. Uh, and she lost her shoe that night and she came up under the legs of Van Morrison with a shoe. I found it like that. That was such a weird night. We were like, that's the most random occurrence. Well, what's it like then? Because you're in a band now with your husband. Mm-hmm. Is that is that hard? Because, I mean, you, you were with Karen. Um, I think I need that, maybe. Because Ka- Karen wasn't a support for me. You know, I was probably the more forward of the two of us. And Karen was always... She loved writing, but she was quite an... She didn't particularly want to perform so much. Okay. She found that quite difficult. Yeah. She loved singing, and she's a very good singer. But to actually get her on the stage... She'd get awful nervous, like okay. shocker. Whereas I'd be like, "I'm ready, I'm going," you know. <laughs> give like, me that yeah, recorder, yeah, exactly. <laughs> give me a feather bar and I'm out there. Huh? But Karen, I think, is much better suited to being, you know, doing to the what music. You do now. Yes, absolutely, yeah. music only. Whereas I just, I, you know, when I'm with Ali, Ali's one of the the finest guitarists. I'm not just blowing smoke up his ass because he's my husband. Yeah, no, he's he's the finest guitarist I know, and I. I really like working with really good musicians because, like I said, I can play everything, but I'm not fine at anything. You know, I'm not, okay. I'm not, ma- I'm not a master at anything yet. But I look at people and I kind of go like, we've got a pedal steel player called Mark Neary, who's also a bass player with Adele, and he is absolutely amazing. Like he's again one of the finest musicians. Ali is. I look at him and I just go, it's, he makes it so easy to write a song. And then Charity, the girl on my other side of me, my my co-pilot in the band, is one of the finest singers I've ever heard. It's just like every part of it makes me so happy. People are really good at what they do and it makes me really happy. Because I spend a lot of days working with people who aren't so good at what they do. <laughs> do you know what I mean though? In yeah. the nicest part, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like all of them fab in their own way. Yes, yeah. But I, I love this standard that... Bit that, yeah, you know, that's nice. It's good, especially it's because I suppose bloody good. if you're like if you're working with a, a pop star, yeah, you know, <clears throat> there's there's a load of things they have to do, and songwriting is probably down a bit. Yes, I'm sure it is. <laughs> yes, I think a lot of actual, well, most of the people we write for very rarely come into the room apart from to sing. Really, <clears throat> okay, they're involved in the process as far as I don't sing about that. I like to sing about that, or I, you know, oh right, but, okay, you know. But wow, people so like that's why that's so you're needed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. You know, if people did it themselves and they didn't need us, well, they wouldn't need us, would they? If they did it themselves, yeah. and I didn't want to co-write with someone for me and for Red Sky July, we don't, we don't yeah, need to. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But if if someone needs me, then that's fab. I love it. And you know, then as long as they've got a strong identity, and actually, I have to say, a lot of the young artists I'm working with at the moment have strong identities, great voices. But I think I said to you earlier, the work ethic isn't quite there. We, you know, I just it just winds me up. Like I think yeah. music has to be really studied. It's a it's a a real yeah. discipline, you know. God, yeah, I, I sometimes see that with. Um, I'll say I've said it before, and I'll say it again on my <laughs> Like 
I, I do sometimes see people starting comedy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they're going in and. Oh, uh, So, yeah, yeah. Um, what else was I going to say? Or, the, yeah. or you get something like five minutes of Billy Connolly and you're like, yeah. come on. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but unpreparedness, I mean, where's. Yeah. Where, why? Yeah, and then they wonder why they don't get the chance. Well, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Look All at the people, like I know. a couple of people in Old Town I know, going, I'm today, you, I'm no craft. I know, that's what I'm worried about. I'm becoming that. I'm becoming <laughs> my what? dad. <laughs> <laughs> I am. My dad phones all the time like that. You have the Nolan singing behind you. Well. <laughs> not so bad. How that's bad. not bad. <laughs> so, with, with it being like the 20, I suppose the 20 years since the... Yeah. Uh, is 20 there, years. Anything gonna happen? Hi. Like, do you oh, think, you know. Do you well, think actually, like very strangely, no. We will never ever do gigs. I can on That's the record. No, no, no. Because okay. we're too busy. Red Scar July. I've got like a massive schedule, and we we just couldn't fit in. And plus, I wouldn't want to do that. Neither would Karen. But we are going to look at some of our favourite old friends and possibly re um, redo them for the twenty anniversary. Wow. Possibly. I mean, I haven't done it yet. But. <laughs> <And> it's <soon. laughs> yes. But it's a thought. And yeah. also because, I mean, we feel like we should honour. Um, you know, the thing is, our careers have moved on so much since yeah, then. We've no, done no. better since. So I feel like we, we should honour this little kid because Alicia's was such fun and just our hearts and souls of the time so in some way we will do something to honour that time but I'm not sure what it'll be but it definitely won't be a gig we will never do gigs it won't be a gig no 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 we'll never definitely. do that I'm afraid no 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 because no it would we'd kill each other <laughs> we would kill each other there is no point in that now is there no that's sisters totally I'd go for those bitches and there you go <laughs> exactly one's enough and um, the and the other last question I suppose because I was reading you know the the Facebook page and all that <laughs> yes, sort of stuff because yeah. like okay there's bound to be questions here that we I don't think really of. keep up the I mean I I just put a little Twitter page on for Alicia's but I don't really keep up with the Facebook page. Oh right, okay. Yeah. There was one I, I just went uh, I went through just to see what people were saying yeah. and the one question and I forgot about this and I helped myself okay. Addicts Vaults too. Oh I know well, people do ask happen? about that. We have the songs, but we have a bit of a dilemma. The songs are on an ADAT, and we are not, we, we've found it quite, actually, do you know what, I don't even know where that is now, since I moved house. But we have an ADAT of other songs that we were gonna put out, um, but we haven't got the ADAT machine anymore, so I'm not quite sure how to get it from to, do you know what I mean? We oh, yeah, to, yeah. You know, from ADAT to the source we need it on. Do you know what so I mean? So there's somebody listening here and you've got <laughs> with an ADAT machine, contact well, But Shirley. I think also, if I listened to them now, I probably wouldn't like them. I know, yeah. Which would be a problem. Yeah. It's hard to put something out of your Because yeah, yeah, yeah. what if, what if, and I remember some of them, some of the songs, I know some of them are good, but what if we got back to them and we were like, oh, God, that's shit, I can't do that. Oh, that's rubbish, can't do that. Do I know. You know what I mean? That's like, I've been trying to put out a stand-up comedy CD so. for... Mm, four years. Do you listen and I to record, it? Oh, it's torture. Yeah, I know. It is torture. I've recorded every show at the Galway Arts Festival for the last four years. Okay. And every year I go, this year I'm going to edit it. This show. This is the one. This is and it. And then I get five minutes into listening and go, no, 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 no. 
I was on fire. No, 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 no. Oh, we're no. not doing this. Oh no, it's hard. When are you gonna do that? Never. Never. But you have to do I'm it. I want to see if I can get a day job. No, <laughs> no. No, no, no. I'm at the point where I'm writing a new show. Okay. That, like that's the difference, I suppose, with a musician. Because right. with a musician, you can go out and like Shelley. If you go out and you sing, I am. I, I feel can sing those songs. Be happy. Yeah, they're my old friends. <laughs> I can do I, now. Well, just when I have those jokes right, it's yeah. time to put them in the bin, and then you're just a rookie comic again. That's really scary, isn't it? To, you know. So, I'm but have you a got show. a style? A style. Um, Are you kind of like goofy? Um, like I don't know. Cookie? You see, I think. I don't know why I said goofy and cookie. <laughs> <laughs> Just do like really insulting words, isn't it? Goofy, are yeah, you cookie? Like no, I'm not. <laughs> um, no, I suppose I'm a little bit camp, and a little, you know, um, I'm very chatty. Are you? <laughs> really? <laughs> you know what? I'm canny. <laughs> you want to see me when I have a baby on the elephant? <laughs> I do. I do want to see that. Do you want some fizzy? Or? I'll have some fizzy. Have some fizzy in there. Stick some fizzy in there. Do you like Julia um, Davies? <clears throat> so we love. Have you seen Camping? Oh the my new? God. Oh, it's so good. It's that and do you watch is... Love Hundersby? No. Oh my God! You've got to no, see Hundersby. Hundersby. It's H U N D E R S B Y. Right. So check out Hundersby because it's the funniest, darkest humour. Oh my it's God! Julia I can't Davis. Wait to see that. Oh my God! I love her. It's so funny. Hundersby. Because it honestly, it just makes us. Uh, I can't there's I can't no waste. better I love hearing there's a no bit better of a... did you ever remember that's what I was going to ask you if you were in the fan club do you remember a guy called Rod Thomas in our fan club he was always in the front row of every gig he was like he did remixes of all our songs and sent them in he was like always the fan that I really remember he's in the band Bright Light Bright Lights hang on what are they called this number let me just look him up I love him so much and then suddenly and then I saw him in the studio I was working with Narina Palo and I saw him in the studio where Narina is and I was like what are you doing here and he said oh I'm working with um, Mr Hudson so I was like oh what what are you doing and he said I'm I'm in a band and I was like Rod you're kidding me and he was like no we're doing well we're signed to Elton John's uh, thingy hang on I must show you this bright light bright light have you heard of them no look like he's doing, and he's he was he's been on you know he's on Graham Norton last night. That was him on. I know how amazing. What a good guy. But do you remember this guy? Hang on. He's, no. He's handsome. See, I, 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 I think ever... he's a handsome boy. Look. Hang on. Well, you yeah, need to check handsome. him. Look. I think he's cute. Well, well, well. But when he was like when he was young, he was the biggest Alicia's fan, and you would have known him. We well, see. I I wasn't going to so well. in London. I know, but he, he came to all the Dublin shows. I mean, he no literally way. came everywhere. If we if we were in a hotel, he'd be outside the hotel. <laughs> yeah, no, he was everywhere. He was such a cool guy. He was really sweet. Yeah. Oh wow. I know. He's amazing. Like he's such a cool guy. He used to do like really strange mixes of our songs and go, "I've done a mix. You wow. love this." Yeah. And you did. I did. <laughs> and now I he's... love what he does now. It's, it's you know. That's brilliant. I know, isn't it? Though he's really done well. He's done. I'm really pleased for him. When he was on old Graham Norton the other night, we were like, "Go on, boy, that's great. Get done him though, <laughs> yeah. right? It's really hard work to do that all by himself. That's fantastic. I know. Alicia inspired us. <laughs> So good though. So I wondered if you knew him because he was always around. Alicia's had really lovely fans. I don't know, maybe like 
40 of them have started to follow Red Sky really well and come but mostly oh, wow. it's mostly Texas fans I guess that, that come to oh, our of course yeah because the other side as well yeah, yeah so we have a lot of Texas fans but that like there's a there's maybe about 40 people that follow us and come to every gig from the Alicia's camp which is lovely I know. It's so sweet. It's great. But you see, once you... Such yeah, different music. The thing about it is, if somebody speaks to you... Yeah. If somebody speaks... I think if somebody speaks to you on one level, yeah. no matter what they do, you always have that kind of connection. Yeah, me too. <clears throat> you know? Because, I mean, the, the American yeah. stuff with Red Sky July is so different. Like, I know. It's so, so different. Completely to different. But it also has the same... There's kind of... There's the quirkiness is there. Like, I all that quirky... So. Even, uh, like, I was listening to some of the lyrics on one of the songs. Uh, I can't remember what one it was. Is it the one about your, your face is not a ten? Your song's too strange for Nashville and your face is not a ten? Yeah, is that the one about dividing up the, the albums? Oh no, that's Walking Country Song. Walking Country Song. Yeah. Is this is that and I was like, yeah, that's... That's about a guy who wanted to split up my Prince collection. It wasn't about country songs, even though this particular song we've used country songs. That was about a guy who wanted to basically nick my Prince collection. I don't think so, not a hope. I know, I know, not a freak. How did that go? Uh, guess. Like a tiger, <laughs> yes, like exactly. a tiger. Have a guess out that way. I suppose that's the end. I suppose that's, that's the, end. the end. Yes, Shelley the Poole end. Shelley Pool of Alicia's Attic and Red Sky July. Thank you for my teenage years. Yeah, thank you. No, thank you for letting me share your teenage years with you. That's been fun. It's been amazing. Thank you. fantastic Shelley Poole there. The other item that I have from the fan club is actually a cheque for £2.50 drawn on the Bank of Scotland. When Alicia's Attic ended, they wrote to all their fans saying that because the band were ending, they didn't feel it was right to keep fans money when there would be no news to put in magazines and they enclosed a proportional refund for the fee for that year. Alicia's Attic were pretty cool. To keep up with Shelley and Red Sky July, check out redskyjuly.com. The brilliant new EP that Shelley spoke about is available on iTunes and it's called Voyager. Like animals we bury our bones Dig them deep so nobody knows When you felt resistance And as Shelley said, this is the quirky little brother to the new Red Sky July album The Truth and the Lie, which is also on iTunes. If you want to get in touch with me, fascinated at headstuff.org, you can follow me on Twitter. And thank you so much to all the people that came to see me when I did the Garoad Less Travel shows. Um, they were just the best fun. Thanks a million for coming and I really hope you enjoyed them. If you like this, please share it on Facebook or Twitter or just with your friends or just tell a friend. And of course, if you could leave a lovely review on iTunes, I will love you forever. Stay subscribed, there'll be a new episode soon. Thanks for listening. Me and Shelley chatted for ages, literally hours. In the end, they threw us out. Yeah, what a strange world we live in. Well, what a strange life we've chosen. I mean, see being a comedian, holy moly. I know. <laughs> That's really something, though. Yeah, it is. It's great, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely... Was there anything else at school that you thought you might do? Because I was trying to think, I don't think I'd have done anything else. I couldn't have done anything. Uh, I always thought I'd be an actor. 
Or I thought I'd be, I thought, like, when I was a teenager, I just thought I was the most, you know, undiscovered Rick Astley. Did you? <laughs> yeah, I was just like, oh, oh my God. that's clearly the direction I'm, I'm going to so go in. I'm so Rick Astley. <laughs> Did you? But, uh, yeah, but I'm a terrible singer. Right? <laughs> <laughs> just well. woeful. Um, <laughs> woeful. But I think I... Until 7.30, am I right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Oh, God. Yeah, Have we yeah. been talking all that time? I don't know. <laughs> this podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. By now, you know that sound. It's the sound of the Home Depot. But what about those sounds? Those are the sounds of a new laundry set with the latest technology for faster, more efficient cleaning and drying so you can get back to the sounds of fall. Making this the sound of savings on top brand appliances. The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Final days to get up to 30% off select appliances, all finishes included, in September 14th. Offer valid August 25th through September 14th. See store or online for details.